And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Well, holy crap. Would you look at that? We are back. We are back. Uh, it is episode 176 here at Drop Set Central. It is, boy, it's good to be back. My goodness. Hey, um, let me introduce myself. Reintroduce, maybe? I don't know. I'm Darren. How y'all doing? Darren Starr here. So I am the host uh, of this podcast. Now that it still exists, I can say that officially. I'm no longer a former podcast host. We are back from the brink. And, you know, it was always just going to be a quick little respite. I just, I didn't have time. I need to take a little break. I didn't know what to talk about. I feel like I got my batteries recharged. Am I going to be back every week? I I don't know just yet. Uh, I would say probably next week might be a little bit weird just because it's Christmas week and whatnot. But um, they always say, you know, I'm in the business of saying here in my line of work that uh, you should never, you know, if you're going to do something, don't say like, well, I'll start that on Monday. It's like, what the fuck is special about Monday? Start it right now. You know, there's nothing special about Monday. Go to it right now. So I could have just said, well, I'll wait until after Christmas. Well, no, no. What's special about that? Well, you know, there's stuff in the way between now and then, but I could just do this anyway and who cares? So here we are. We're back. So we got a lot of catching up to do. I'm going to spare you. We heard some uh, some uh, new music at the start of the podcast. That might be the new new permanent music. So that's uh, original stuff. Uh, it's just an instrumental track for right now. It'll have words. It'll either be on the album. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with how that sounds, considering I did the whole thing here at home. might just release that as a single. Um, our band, we did put out a new single um, a little over a week ago. Last Friday, the 4th of December. It's a holiday song, if you will. Seasonal, I guess. Called The Lost December. If you want to check that out, you can find us. Uh, Sketch Eclectic uh, is the name of the band on pretty much any streaming service. You can find me not on any streaming service. Well, actually, you can. The podcast is there, too. So, you know, The Drop Set, you can find this. Of course, you're listening to it. You don't need me to tell you where to find it. I'm going to say it anyway just because I can't stop myself. I'm kind of on autopilot right now. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to those, you can find him. You can find me personally, social media. Instagram is the main one that I use at Darren underscore the star. That's D-A-R-I-N underscore S-T-A-R-R. If you do listen to this uh, and you like what you hear, share it on social media. I would really appreciate that. Tag me in it. uh, And uh, I'd uh, welcome any reviews, any feedback, constructive, negative, destructive, what I don't care. Like they say, any publicity is good publicity. So, you know, I'm trying to get eyes and ears. So if you say, man, this guy is the biggest dipshit on planet Earth, go listen to him. I'll say, thank you, sir. Appreciate the shout out. So, and don't know I can disagree with you either way. So, uh, let's, uh, let let me give you the quick, like two minute rundown on what I've been up to. And then we're going to get into some other stuff here. So what I've been up to is I'm still off season. I will go ahead and officially announce it now. I've done it in other avenues as well. I'm doing a show next year. So November, 2021, I'm doing the NPC night of champion show that is usually in Nashville was in Chattanooga this year. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see, I don't know. Uh, at that point it's, it's far enough out that, uh, I'm not really concerned about any, uh, issues with prep, any delays or anything like that. So that is the goal. And everybody always says, well, what's your goal with the show? I'm going in to win. And you've heard me say here before many times, you got to have a better goal other than that. Well, being a coach, allow me to be hypocritical here and say, I'm going in to win. And if I don't win, it's because I'm getting beat by some 
total fucking freak. That's all I can say. So that is my goal. So I'm giving myself time. So I'm almost a year out right now. I'm treating this thing like I'm in prep though at this point. So diet's dialed in, training's good. I'm doing a little bit of cardio now uh, in my still off season, which I've never really done before. Uh, the home gym is all put together now, so I've got everything that I need here, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole shebang that I have, and you've heard me rail against home gyms before. If you go back in the archives, and I, there are people who will go and, and binge this, like they'll find it, and then they'll start listening to it, and I get feedback from people a lot, like, hey, been listening, I started in episode one, I'm up through episode 40 right now over a couple of weeks, I'm like, good lord, that's a really big dose of me, so I feel kind of bad about that, because there's only... Only so much of this you should really be able to tolerate. I don't know. Uh, but so I feel like you kind of get like my life journey and fast forward if you do that. So you'll uh, you'll find uh, such greatest hits such as back in March, me saying that this uh, coronavirus thing is probably no big deal and just go about your business. That's pretty funny in retrospect right now. And credit to myself, that episode is still up there because I said it. And you know what? I own that shit. So I can say when I'm wrong. I don't care. There you go. Uh, and uh, I've, I've talked in the past about like how home gyms suck. I'm like, well, again, things change and most home gyms do suck, but I've made one here that doesn't. And so I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. So what I have now, and I finally got everything. There was some more deals. I'm going to spare you all the granular play by play about what a pain in the ass it was to get some of this stuff here. But what I got is a, uh, a real squat rack, not one that I built myself. That is a squat rack that has a lat pull down seated row attachment built into it, as well as cable crossover wings that go on the outside of it. Um, all those are plate loaded. Um, so it's a little, you know, it's not like a selectorized thing or anything like that, but it works. It works great actually. Uh, uh, barbell with a 1200 pound capacity, which eh, I guess that'll be enough for me. Eh. Uh, I got about 700 pounds. Well, actually if you have about 800 pounds worth of Olympic plates, so I'm good there. I got a leg press hack squat combo from body solid, um, which showed up on a giant pallet <laughs> and, and was the one thing that took more than one person to put together. It was still kind of dangerous at times. Uh, from Titan Fitness, I got a leg extension seated leg curl combo machine. I also got a vertical leg press from them, and I got a back extension machine because my spinal erectors suck, and I needed something to do specifically to target them. And uh, I still have a remnant of my old uh, Gold's Gym bench that I got. It's like a bench with a leg extension curl attachment built onto it. I still have that, and I, I put together a little thing so that I can attach that to my squat rack, um, basically just so that I can have a lying curl and a standing curl as well. Uh, and then I do have a separate lat pull down seated row station. That's just the movement on that one. You know, it, it's, it's a duplicate for what is, uh, what's in the rack, but the movement is so good. It's worth keeping it around. Um, got a whole bunch of attachments. I've got dumbbells up to 90, uh, every band ever made and a T bar attachment. So I'm good to go. I'm all set. I got everything I need. If there's one thing, like if I, if there's one thing that you're like, what are you missing? I'd be like, well, two things. Can I have two? It's, it's my rule, so I'm going to make it up. Two things here. Um, I would love to have a pec deck, and I would love to have an adduction abduction machine. The problem is, I have looked around. I cannot find an abduction adduction machine that really uh, that, that is, you know, residential grade. Like, yeah, if I want to spend four or five grand on one, I can buy a life fitness one. But I don't know if you've ever shopped for commercial gym equipment. It's ridiculously expensive, prohibitively so. I know you can find uh, used stuff if you find a gym that's closing down or going out of business, but you got to be really lucky and really persistent to find that stuff. And I am 
I feel like I've exhausted most of my luck. I feel like I exhausted most of my luck just in finding the dumbbells that I did. So, um, that was just right place at the right time kind of situation. So anyway, I'm all set on the gym. Everything is good. Workouts have been great. I haven't really missed a beat there. Um, diet's been good. Um, I've tightened up a good little bit. If you look back on my Instagram, I think it's not the most recent post that I made, but it's within the last two or so, I think. Um, Oh, oh, it's four posts ago. So, but you can see my progress here. Um, so I did also recently, um, switch coaches. I wasn't really looking to, um, you know, and I, I was, I'm fully transparent about this. So I don't have anything to hide. So I was working with, uh, Lainey Hart for a couple years and she was great. I, I still have absolutely nothing negative to say about her at all. It just got to a point where it's like, I need a little bit of a break. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. And while I was taking a break, I, uh, met, I mean, you know, social media met somebody else and started talking with her a little bit and kind of getting this vibe. Like, I, I think we're, we're clicking here. Like there. And so talking with her a little bit about coaching, like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, this works. So, um, that's, uh, Kelly Lynn Naokis. So, uh, she's out of Tampa. She's great. Um, you know, and again, I have nothing negative to say about Lainey whatsoever. Absolutely nothing at all. It's just, you know, I wasn't looking for a new coach. Um, and one just kind of fell into my lap. I'm like, okay, let's try it. And, uh, yeah, no regrets. Um, so what her idea here, if you, if you look at, the, the, this is two months here, about nine weeks, oh, right about eight weeks, actually. Um, you can see the change here. So it's like way tighter midsection legs are better. Posing is way improved. So I was started, I was, um, I've been working with her on posing for an hour every week, even though I'm a year out again, if you're going to go in and you're going to say, I'm going to win this show, you better give yourself time and you better start doing all the little shit way in advance. And if I'm like, I'm going to win this show. Oh, I'm 10 weeks out. I should start working on your, on my posing. Guess what? You're not going to win that show. It's not going to happen. That, that's not what, a, that's not what a winner does. Yeah. Maybe you get lucky and nobody else shows up or maybe you just have such freak genetics. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're just a really hard worker. I don't know. Line everything up in your favor. Do all the stuff that you got to do. That's easy. Like doing little things in advance. That's just a fairly easy thing to do. So it's all about just trying to tighten up the midsection and get everything to pop, just get a little bit more density and fullness. And so you can see, you know, there's a little bit of a deficit in here for some of that, but there was no cardio during this phase at all. I've only started doing cardio a little bit since then we brought my carbs back up. So, um, now the goal is to grow while keeping this new level of tightness. And so I've got, um, another posing session in what, four and a half hours, something like that. So Mondays are the days for that. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I've been. Um, so, Let's talk about where you're at. I still want to know what's on your mind. So I haven't had any call-in messages for ages because I haven't posted a podcast for ages. So I have no voicemails to catch up on. So if you want to call in now and leave a message, you'll get bumped up to the front of the line and we will talk about it. Well, you know, when we talk about it. So uh, the number for that, 865-518-2974. The way this works is you call that number and you are greeted with a message by yours truly saying, Hey, thanks for calling in my best radio voice. Uh, tell me what's on your mind. Blah, blah. So I'm not going to answer the phone. Don't worry about it. Nobody has to talk to you. I know in this day and age, it's like, you know, what we're learning from uh, coronavirus is that, you know, with virtual workplaces, we're finding out how many of those meetings could have been uh, emails instead. And then I think just part of a greater societal shift is we're finding out how many of those phone calls could have been text messages instead. Well, now we're finding out like... <laughs> Nobody wants to talk on the phone. And every now and then somebody calls me. I'm like, 
why are you calling me? Uh, it's like, I'm offended that you're actually like making my phone ring and forcing me to take an action on this immediately. Like I have to call you or I have to then be made to feel guilty because I'm ignoring your call. I don't like that. Don't put, don't put baby in a corner. No, stop it. Um, so anyway, the, the number once again, so all that rant was basically to give you time to go and find your pencil and paper to, to write this number down on because you knew I was going to say it again, right? Yeah. 865-518-2974. Call in. Let me know what's on your mind. I have two topics I want to discuss today. Both are about, uh, they're both competitive topics. Um, and they're things that I think are worth, uh, they're, they're worthy. They're worthy of conversation. So, um, I have a, a handful of clients that are always asking me about the first. And then the second was a question that I posed on my Instagram yesterday and got some good responses to. So, um, the, the first one is about like making the leap leveling up. Um, and so this, this would apply to, um, you know, com competitors, um, but also to, to non-competitors who are looking to, you know, kind of ramp up the, the category or the classification of person that they want to be in as far as like physique related goals are concerned. I'm not talking about like actualizing yourself or anything like that. That reminds me, we need to have a conversation about TV sometime soon because I've watched a lot of good stuff lately and I feel like there needs to be a whole episode dedicated to just some TV shows. Um, we'll save it. We'll say, I'm going to, I'm going to table that one for right now. I'm not going to go too ADD here. So leveling up basically like, how do you go? And I'm going to speak about this in the competitive sense, but I want, I want it to be understood that this applies to, to everybody, um, whether you have competitive goals or not. But let's say you go from a position where uh, you've just decided that you want to compete or, okay, we'll, we'll keep it in both spaces, or you've just decided that you want to engage in some kind of physique-related transformation. Cool. All right. Now, let's say you've been at it for a while and you're like, okay, I want to step it up. I either want to, you know, just have a slightly higher goal for myself. You're like, okay, well, I've done this. I'm ready to compete. Now I'm going to compete or I have competed, but now I want to earn a national qualification or I've got a national qualification, but I'm not ready to be competitive at the national level yet, or I'm competitive at the national level, but I can't bring it home. Now, how can I do it? And how can I get that pro card? Okay. I've got a pro card now, but how can I be competitive at a pro show? You know, what's it going to take? And I think, there's some danger in looking at what people do at the highest levels and comparing yourself to them. Um, but I think it's also a really good perspective at the same time, because the, the more pros that I interact with and that I've spoken with and talked to, um, you know, it, 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 there starts to be a very predictable pattern to how they live and what they do um, that I think there are some good lessons to learn from here. And to be clear, uh, again, a, a lot of the people that I work with, for anybody who doesn't know who's coming into this cold, like, I just found this podcast. It showed up as something new, so I'm listening to it. Who the hell is this guy? What? I'm Darren. I'm a coach. That's what I do. That's my full-time gig. I do podcasts when I'm bored, basically, So, which hasn't been very often lately. <laughs> Hence, this is my first one in about 14 years, it feels like. Um, I had to like, I didn't have to remind myself how to use the software because it's the same program I use for recording music on the other computer, but I got new speakers set up here and I had to like reroute some cables and get everything working. So it almost didn't happen this morning, but at the last minute I pulled it out. I'm like, Oh, I think I just switched this and then I got to change this setting here. Boom. It works. At least I hope it does. We'll see. Uh, 
Anyway, so that's what I am. I'm a coach. I work with people. I work with competitors and non-competitors alike. Doesn't matter to me. So, um, but the thing is, like, I treat everybody different. Everybody the same, <clears throat> but differently. I feel like that needs some clarification. I don't play favorites. If you compete or if you don't, doesn't matter to me. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody gets the same same attention, same uh, treatment, same level of respect, etc. If you don't want to compete, I'm not going to push you to at the same time. I don't care if you compete or not. It doesn't make a difference to me. What's your goal? It doesn't matter what my goal is for you. What's your goal for yourself? Um, but of course, everything is still individualized. So, you know, we've got to, <laughs> I can't, can't just throw, you know, uh, Mr. Olympia's plan at somebody who's just starting out and expect them to uh, do well with it. But at the same time, if you look at how Mr. Olympia operates, you can kind of get an idea like, mm, this is what it takes to get to that level. So, and to be clear, one of the places I was going with that is this isn't appropriate for everybody. Like there are, there are a lot of people that I work with that are like, yeah, I can work out like four days a week. I'm like, cool. You will never find a top level competitor who works out four days a week. I promise you that it, they do not exist at that level. You're looking at people who train six, seven days a week at least. And that's not counting cardio. Cardio is going to be, you know, in, in prep every fucking day probably multiple times a day. So you, you've got to understand, like, I think it's just really good to look at like, wow, they look great. What's it take? And I think a lot of people, especially coaches, um, are guilty of this. Not all of them. Some of them will be like, look, and I put myself in this category. This is hard work. Okay. There's no way that you're going to do this and, uh, not have to make some sacrifices. Other coaches, not naming names, um, are really big into saying like, Hey, I got these results and I didn't even have to make this person work very hard. They got to eat a whole bunch and they didn't have to do much cardio or anything like that. And I mean, you know, and I mean, people out there, there, there are people out there who are like that, but they're few and far between um, as far as the people who can succeed under circumstances like that. And every now and then I find someone who's like, man, I don't have to push this person very hard at all. That is the exception. And if you are one of those exceptions, chances are you probably know it already. Um, for the rest of us, yeah, you're going to have to bust your ass probably a lot harder than you ever think. Um, you're going to have to plan ahead. You're going to have to be prepared. Um, you're going to have to... Ex you're going to have to do all this stuff and it all adds up to just being a lot. And one of the biggest things that I've got to, uh, that I, I think needs to be understood is that in order to achieve a high level of success at this competitive or otherwise, you've just got to not only be okay with that, but you've got to kind of crave that you've got to kind of crave the fact that you need to be overworked uh, and underfed at the same time and be able to thrive on that and kind of be okay with suffering to some extent be like, yeah, okay. I'm just starving all the time. You know, look at anybody who gets on stage and, and just shows up in with a level of conditioning that just has a wow factor it never happens that they're feeling great and that they're like, whew. And it's not even like, Oh man, I'm working hard. It's like, no, I feel like hot death right now. Like seriously, think of the worst that you ever felt and then imagine trying to perform your best under those circumstances. That's what it takes. And it's not fun. It's not glamorous. And people are like, oh, bodybuilding is not healthy. Well, yeah, if you do that all the time, no, it's not. But, you know, for a month, yeah, you can, the human body is resilient enough to be able to handle that shit. Yeah. So, and, and that's what it is. It's like you got to get lean, but then in order to get like, whoa, holy crap, what is wrong with that person kind of lean? It requires a little bit of a push towards the end that most people are not comfortable with. Uh, and my goal as a coach is to kind of try and understand where everybody's at and push them to 
uh, a level that's just a little bit beyond where they think they can go. Because if if we're at 10% body fat and the the goal like we men's bodybuilding we need to be at like 5.4% body fat and we're at 10% I'm like we got to ease into this and especially I work with as, as you've heard me say here before I work with a lot of first timers first timers you're you're not going to get there first time you know nobody does nobody gets there first time give me a break um you, you've got to learn how to do it over time. You've got to be able to adapt to how difficult it is and how uncomfortable it is. And that's something that takes time. Um, and, and one thing that uh, is always worth kind of having a little bit of perspective on as well is look at, you know, the average um, competitor who's in it for the long haul and not just doing one show, but somebody who has like a journey and a fight and is trying to get that pro card, et cetera. Uh, you'll see this person competes 10, 12, 15, 20, 25 times in order to get there. So one show is nothing. Now it's a big first step, but in the grand scheme of things, if you go in on show one and you're expecting the world, you're, you're, you've got, you've got a wake up call coming. It's not going to happen. Now, every now and then it does, but again, those are not the exceptions that you can kind of rely on and hang your hat on. Uh, So I think a little bit more perspective is needed all around, but just think about what it takes. And I think if you just look around and find, find some, some top level competitors um, in your category or outside of your category, it doesn't matter, but ones that have, you know, relevant content, that's not just like pictures of themselves with motivational quotes, because holy shit, if I see any more crap like that, I'm going to throw up. It's like, I only need so much of that. I, I, I really, uh, my, my threshold for that is fairly small. It's like, and also it's like, I've never been one that's really moved by motivational quotes. I'm moved by action and by seeing things, uh, and, and, and like show, show me, show, show up to me. Don't tell me about it. You know, like show me that you're doing it. Don't give me some Mark Twain quote when Mark Twain didn't give a shit about bodybuilding. I get that it's about mindset, but you know, and, and that matters too. But, uh, I am more interested in the practical side of things. Like I can worry about my own head, but practically show, show me what you're doing. Like show, show me how you're invested in the process. And so full disclosure as well, that's something I need to do a better job of also. And if you look at my social media, there's not a whole lot of that. Why? Well, a, a couple reasons. Um, the first one being I'm just lazy. Uh, and for me, social media has always been a business marketing tool and I'm not in the space where I really need to do a whole lot of business marketing right now. So therefore I spotlight some clients. If I'm feeling frisky, I'll pose a post a video or some progress pics or something like that. But mostly it's a client spotlight area for me. Um, Cause again, uh, my business is coaching. It's not about what I'm doing necessarily. Um, but it will probably be more towards that this year as I start to document my journey a little bit more, uh, in detail for, um, for this show that I'm doing next year. So, um, anyway, just throwing that out there, figured I'd mention it. Let's move on. Um, now the question that I posed on, uh, my Instagram, this said, uh, What's one thing you'd change 
about competitive bodybuilding. And I said, be creative and be specific. Um, and then just throw out some ideas, show format, classes, judging, and encourage people to think outside the box. What's one thing you'd change about competitive bodybuilding? So I got a good, uh, good number of responses here. So I kind of want to go through these and then, um, I'm also going to, I've got a couple for myself, uh, that I, that I wrote here, uh, wrote here again. Oh, no, I was, I was making a note for myself. I had this little, um, uh, text document up on my computer here and I was just typing in some notes for things that I wanted to cover. Let me give you a rant really quickly here an unrelated to anything else rant of the week. Um, <clears throat> the, this is about people who post stuff on social media and think they've got some kind of like earth shattering um, uh, wisdom of knowledge that they're going to drop on you. And so they say it and then they follow it up with the phrase, read that again. Okay. First of all, don't tell me what to do. Second, I already read it once. I don't need to read it again because I paid attention the first time. Shut the fuck up. Don't tell me what to do. That that is my newest pet peeve. Is that read that again? I'm like, no. Or those people that are that say louder for those people in the back. I'm like, shut the fuck up. We all heard you. Okay. I I I, I get what it is. Uh, okay. I I understand why. It is really annoying really annoying. I can't help it. So if there's anybody out there who uh, has done this or makes a habit of doing this, first of all, I'm not targeting you specifically, but second, stop. Okay, please, please, please. I'm, I'm down on one knee. I'm begging. I'm begging. There are enough things in this world to get irritated about. For some reason, that's just something that triggers me. I don't know. But if you, if you love me as a friend, please, please. Okay. All right, let's move on. I just had to get that off my chest. So what do we have here? I got a whole bunch of stuff here. So Dom Sorrels. Hey, Dom. How you doing? Um, says, classic physique weight classes need to be increased for shorter competitors. Let's take a look at that here. So I just happen to have NPC News Online up right now so we can check this uh, check this out and see what the uh, tables are. I, I, I can never remember these numbers. They've also changed fairly recently and there are other compounding things in here as well. By the way, did you see that uh, Raleigh Winkler is supposedly out of the Olympia? Um, I think he's in uh, Turkey and might not be able to make it to the States or something like that due to COVID uh, travel limitations. So, oops. Um, and if it were me, just, you know, full disclosure, like if I was an Olympia level competitor, um, I would probably not be doing it this year. I'm just saying, like, I just, especially if I was one not in the States, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not prepping for that show. I'm not going to waste my time. No, no thanks. No thanks. Um, okay, so the thing that I hate here is that Classic Physique um, has four divisions, each of which has, what, four, three to four, two to four, two to seven or eight classes in them. So, like, Division A, up to including five, four. Over 5'4 and up to 5'5. Five, five. Over 5'5. Five, five. I mean, you know, it's annoying. So, uh, and I know that oftentimes these will get consolidated. So, um, anyway, so does it need to be increased? I don't know. Up to including 5'4, um, you can go up to 160 pounds. I think that's pretty appropriate. I don't know. Up to 5'8 tops you out at a buck 82. I don't know. I mean, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Up to 510, um, goes up to 197. I mean, 
I don't know. And I'm looking at like, you know, for the, for the class that I'm in here, um, up to and including six foot that tops me out at two twelve. Um, with where I'm at now, I'd have a tough time being lean enough to be where I need to be at two twelve. I think. So I, like if that limit were increased, I'd be like, great. Okay, great. Give me another year. Let me see what I can do here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious, Dom, to hear your thoughts on exactly um, on, on which of these in particular seems like they're a little bit dicey. It seems pretty good to me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not dismissing that. I'm just kind of wondering, like, which ones? Which ones? Um, Carla. Hey, Carla. Um, give us more than five seconds on stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with that. Now, um, playing devil's advocate, how do we then keep the shows under 14 hours long? Um, so that it's like, yes, more stage time would be good for all competitors because they're the ones that have invested all of the time and all the money to be able to be in that show. So to be rushed on and off stage is like, yeah, I don't really see the appeal there. Uh, like I don't, I don't see a lot of value in that, but there's gotta be a trade off like that. That extra time has got to come from somewhere else. And I think we're going to get to some other suggestions, um, on that front shortly here. So, um, Aaron, Hey Aaron, how you doing? A class between bikini and figure. Yeah. Well for her specifically, this would be a, a, a really big help. So we'll call it, we'll call it the Aaron glass or category. Um, yeah. So I guess that might be wellness maybe. Although some people might say, well, that's more between figure and physique. I think it's more of like there, these things are in a circle rather than in a linear uh, continuum or anything like that. So, uh, and also, I'm like, and th- this is tongue in cheek, I think. Also, but um, I'm thinking also the last thing we need are more categories at this point. Holy shit! Um, Aaron also says um, a real feedback system, app based, timely, professional, and actionable. Yeah. So what what you don't want to do is be in a position where you've got to email judges a week or two weeks after the show and say, "Hey, I was at the show, blah blah blah," because anybody who has done this you know what the feedback is. It's cut and paste feedback that could apply to everybody. What category is this person in? Oh, okay. Work on your glutes. Your presentation was good, but practice your posing more, come in tighter and work on getting your hamstrings a little bit tighter as well. Cut and paste boilerplate feedback that could legitimately apply to every bikini competitor who's ever been on stage pretty much. Um, so yeah, not, unhelpful but also like what's the point in asking like you can just assume that having come off stage you know it, it's like in wheel of fortune when they give you those letters to start off with they, they give you r s t l n and e and then you can pick from there it's like yeah we, we know those okay give me something else so i never thought i was going to make a wheel of fortune analogy on the podcast but here you go also to be clear i haven't watched wheel of fortune in 20 years so they might do something differently now is that show still around is pat sajak still alive i don't know Anyway, um, where were we? Oh yeah. So, so I think, and, and there's another one, um, that come another suggestion from someone else. And you've heard me talk about this before is, you know, the judging criteria, uh, we've got to have, uh, you're judged on certain categories. Can everybody just get a score in each category? Right. Um, and, and so I, th- there's a way to do this. And here's what we're going to do. We're, okay, so Aaron, I agree completely. We're going to come back to this because I want to cover some more stuff and then we're going to come back to this. I'm, I need to make a note here for myself. Uh, come back to scoring system. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Jonathan Thompson. Thank you, Jonathan. Says, um, 
posing in its entirety should just be walked in and turned around like cattle. <laughs> should or shouldn't? Um, because, I mean, if you say should be, like, you know, it sounds like what you're talking about is like getting rid of the individual presentation. Well, that's that runs opposite to what Carla was saying before, where it's give us more than five seconds on stage. Um, and so I, I don't I don't disagree that Posey needs to be worked up. But as far as making it just like a file on stage and file off, I, I don't think that's the solution myself. Um, Paul says transparent scoring against set criteria. Agree. We're going to come back to that page. Hey, so, Hey page, how you doing? If everybody doesn't know, um, page has a, uh, a podcast of her own now as well. And I was on it a couple weeks ago. So, um, link below, I'm going to click on this. I'm on her Instagram profile now. Um, yeah. So if you look for page Sabedra on, YouTube. It's the Page of Swords podcast. Oh, I'm on episode 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go check that out. It's a video podcast. So you can see me, uh, on video making a dipshit out of myself for like an hour as opposed to just listening to it. So if you need all or more of your senses assaulted by me, that's one way to do it. So page, however, um, chimes in and says better backstage areas at most shows. Yeah. And that's, that's venue specific. And so, especially in like this year, uh, a lot of shows that are going on are kind of needing to wheel and deal with venues and probably coming up with some places that are less than optimal. But also I've seen, you know, some places just a giant convention hall. They set up a stage and then the backstage area is just literally every square foot in the convention hall that is behind the stage. There's like nothing back there. It's just open floor. It's like, you know, and then I've been in other places that are a little bit more elaborate. And sometimes if you're in a theater or something like that, I mean, the backstage area, you know, the problem is it is what it is. So what you really need is um, the right venue because sometimes there's just not much you can do. Um, but also like having access to reasonable facilities back there would be good. You know, a couple of bathrooms, some mirrors, et cetera. And a lot of places you just don't have anything like that at all. Um, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, Zach Graham, uh, time slots for each class rather than just running class to class. I completely agree with that. So this kind of goes into, uh, a couple other comments here. And I think, uh, some of this comes from, I know I've railed about this in the past, but, um, we've also seen this year how a lot of shows have changed their formats to follow something a little bit more like this. And it's been very appropriate. The problem is I don't think many of those changes are going to stick around beyond this COVID enforced, uh, format change. So, um, but a time slot for each class. So this is basically like a running format where it's like, okay, men's physique is at 10 bikinis at 11 classic physique is at 12, whatever. And so you do everything. You do your individual uh, presentations, your group comparisons, your posing routines, your award presentation, boom, done, move on. You guys are done. Go home, worry about the next show. And then we move on to the next category after that. That is, um, absolutely. I think the way to do it for many reasons. Um, not the least of which, you know, it's better for the competitor to not have to then do prejudging. Okay, now we go away for seven, eight, ten hours and then come back. Ugh. Um, but also for the audience. Um, you know, if you've got friends and family that are coming to see the show, do you tell them to come to prejudging or to finals? They have to buy a ticket for both. Do they see you when you actually get scored or do they stick around for the award presentation? You know, I mean, you know, the audience matters way more during prejudging, but then they don't get to see the outcome. You're going to ask them to stick around for the whole thing. How many people in your life would stick around for an all day bodybuilding show? You know, 
like spouse, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an unreasonable ask from the audience. I think to have a show that runs all freaking day, um, versus, you know, I would say what 80, 90% of the audience, uh, the people in the audience are there for one person on stage. So let them be there at the time that's relevant for them. That it's only fair. It's fair to the audience. It's fair to the competitors. Uh, and everybody has a better idea of what's going on. It's less chaotic. You're going to have fewer people backstage at that point. You know, if men's bodybuilding doesn't come on, well, that's a bad example. If, if bikini doesn't come on until 5 PM, you know, you're not going to have, you know, 150 bikini competitors backstage at 10 in the morning when the men's physique guys are getting ready to go. You know, it only makes sense. You know, I mean, you know, you're, you're making it a better experience for everybody that way. Everybody. Only problem is the promoters don't sell as many tickets, but promoters are finding ways this year that they can still make money by selling fewer tickets because there are a lot of shows where they're just only letting so many people in because of uh, because of uh, crowd size limitations. So, um, and they're finding they can sell live streams. They can do other things. There are other other ways to get revenue coming into a show. Uh, you know, you could increase the entry fee by 10, 15, 20 bucks. Is there a single competitor that's going to stop, um, and say, Oh, I'm not going to do that show extra 20 bucks for the entry fee. No, no thing. Whatever. Do it. You know, I would gladly, I would pay double the entry fee if the show would be smarter about how they organize show day. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I will be the sacrificial lamb. So, um, so Zach totally agree. Rachel, um, who you can see Rachel's progress on my page uh, recently. I posted that. Uh, when was that? That was the second most recent post. That was like an off-season versus off-season comparison. You can see she's at the same weight in both of those, and you can see like, holy crap, the change in shape has been pretty dramatic there. So good job, Rachel. Um, she said, no more finals or meetings, just judging awards and done. Agree. So again, no more finals, meaning do everything all at once. No more meeting. <laughs> Along with what I said before, we're finding out how many of those meetings could have been emails. Same is true for competitor meetings. Um, so I, we've seen that before. A lot of I've seen a lot of emails go out, and they've been forwarded to me from clients. Like, oh, I just got this, and it's an email that says this email will function as the competitors' meeting because you know we're trying not to have big gatherings, right? Um, what's been incredibly frustrating have been shows that have continued to have their large gatherings and mandatory meetings where we're sticking 150 people or 200 people all in a room um, to talk about fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing worthwhile at all. Complete giant waste of time. Now with a health risk thrown into it as well, just for good measure. Stupid, completely stupid. And honestly, the whole COVID thing is the, the, the least concerning thing of that for me. The fact is, okay, there's a fairly legitimate reason not to have these meetings, and you're still doing it. You're a dipshit, okay? These meetings are worthless. They're a waste of time. So yes, Rachel, I agree. Um, Mark, hey, Mark, how you doing? Says, entering multiple divisions. Yeah, so this is the crossover thing. So this is... Uh, this is one of my uh, one of my things as well. So crossovers are a bit of a problem. Hold on here. Ah, had to wet the whistle. Crossovers are a problem. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I don't. I'll just say it right now. Like I'm getting ready for a show in a year. I'm doing classic physique. Should I enter men's physique as kind of a fallback? Like, well, maybe I maybe my legs are undersized. Maybe I should just do men's physique in case my legs suck because I think I could hold my own in men's physique. Like, no. 
pick a lane and stay in it. Like you want to do bikini or figure, well, I don't know, pick one. Pick one, stick with it. Now, you want to do bikini open, novice, masters, cool. Crossover within the same category to your heart's content. The problem is promoters have a tough time saying no to money. And if you let people cross over into multiple divisions, multiple categories, they will. Um, And then there's more money to be made there. The problem is now you are really, really, really promoting the big picture issue of blurred lines between divisions. It's a problem. It's a problem, especially with more categories coming in now. So now we have bikini, wellness, figure, physique for women. Bodybuilding is coming back as well now. So um, it's like, and, and fitness, let's not forget that. That's six categories. That's a lot. Now, how different are all those? Um, there was somebody recently, I don't remember who it was, but she crossed over at a national level show and I think won her pro card in three different categories. That should never happen. That should never happen. But more importantly, it shouldn't be allowed to happen. Like pick a fucking lane and stay in it. Okay. And and I I think it's just for, for integrity of, you know, justifying why all these different categories exist, that there should be a different aesthetic. That should be something markedly different between all of them. Right now. I I tell people all the time, if if they're a client of mine and they're kind of going back and forth between figure and physique and like, I don't know. I'm like, you know, do you want heels or not? And do you want to flex a little bit more and be cool on stage? Or do you just want to do quarter turns? It's like, take a pick, honestly, because the physique that's very similar between the two until you get to really, really, really high levels. There's a whole lot of difference between them, especially if you're talking like at a local NPC show. Yeah. The crossover potential, you could take everybody in figure and cross them over to physique if they learn how to pose and you know, everyone's going to look appropriate there and same thing going back the other way. So, um, there's, You've got to start developing differences there and and forcing people or encouraging people to commit to a category. So I agree with that. Mark also said, um, standardized criteria to win, define specific physique shape. Agree. Agree. So we'll come back to that with the scoring system here. Um, And then Mark also said, man, (laughs) he's got it going on here. Uh, Incentivize competing in one division. Now, I like that. I like that idea. How would you do that? How would you do that? Let me think spitballing that if we're going to incentivize competing in one division well i mean they kind of do that by uh they charge you for competing in more than one crossover fees um how else would they do it huh 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 i wonder i don't know if, if it were me oh I'm i'm starting to get diabolical now I think like, okay, everybody has to wear, you know, regardless of what category you're in, right? You got to wear just a plain black suit, trunk suit, whatever. Um, if you cross over, if you stay in one category, you can wear a suit of any color. I kind of like that. That the, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I'm getting onto something now. I would love to see classic physique with more than just stupid black trunks also. I think that's dumb. That's dumb. That's got to go. Um, how else could we incentivize that? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not like there's a whole ton of money going around. I mean, you'll know this This is shocking to some people who will only know bodybuilding uh, in terms of the NPC. But in other organizations, like they actually hand out prize money. You know, NPC doesn't do that. 
<laughs> even though they're the biggest organization, they have the most money to float around, but they're, they're not going to, there's not going to be any kind of financial incentive or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm not sure what that would be, but I, I like the idea. I like where you're going there. Um, Jess. Hey, Jess. How you doing? A um, little more structured to what they look for in each class. More specific. Yes. Yes. So you can see what what a lot of people are coming down to is is this judging thing. So we're going to come back to that. And then M- Emily throws on top of that transparent, consistent judging. Yes. Yes, I agree. So I have... Um, I have two other things that I want to throw into it, into the mix as well, um, which is uh, the, the first one, uh, and this is one that's a little bit more nebulous as to how we do this. The second one is very easy, and it's, it's my biggest one, actually, and it's what prompted me asking this entire question. Um, but the first one is that I think the entire experience of show day on stage, the whole thing needs to be unsexied a little bit because right now, especially for the women's categories, it's kind of turning into a fuckability contest. And I think having most of the guys as judges probably has a lot to do with that. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable as a coach. Um, it makes me feel like I am kind of feeding into this thing. That's a glorified TNA contest. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. Um, now I think there's, there's nothing wrong with, with going in and like making it something that's kind of glamorous, but I don't know. Part of it is the way that it's, it's then, um, promoted on social media as well. And just everything about the industry, it's like all about sex appeal. And, uh, I don't really like that. So uh, I don't have a good answer for that, but if somebody wants to get the creative juices flowing on that, by all means, here's the biggest thing. This is my biggest pet peeve in the world of bodybuilding right now when it comes to how things happen on show day. And excuse me, there's going to be some profanity here and things might get a little loud. So you have been warned, but why the fuck during prejudging, do they always take the person who is the best and move them to the middle of the stage? Like you are telegraphing what is supposed to be something of suspense. And then you're making us wait all fucking day to, to realize what we've all known the whole time that this person won because you put them in the middle of the goddamn stage during prejudging. And it's like, everybody knows it everybody knows it, you know, like, Oh, number so-and-so and number so-and-so switch places. And the crowd erupts in cheers thinking, sweet. My friend has just won the show, even though we won't find out for another 14 hours because of the way this stupid thing is formatted. That is the dumbest thing about bodybuilding. It is absolutely fucking stupid. I mean, like, next level dumb. I don't get it. What if you're watching like, what, what, what are they watching today? Is American Idol still a thing? The voice? I don't know. Whatever. What if somebody says like they, they bring everybody out, right? They, they bring everybody out like, you know, before their performances. And then, um, they, they put everybody up on stage and then they, they start reordering people on stage like, Hmm. Okay. And then somebody's in the middle and then they go out and have everybody sing right? And then they come back and they announce the winner, right? I, I don't think that's how it works, right? Do they still, is it still a call-in show? Or what? I don't know. I don't have any idea. But it's like, why are you giving away what is supposed to be the biggest element of suspense right at the start of the show during prejudging? 
Like there should be some level of surprise or shock when uh, when they call out the winner, but instead everybody already knows, except for the people on stage who are really more in like an I know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to let myself believe it yet kind of thing. And so it's not so much shock that you won, but it's like relief that oh okay good I can stop worrying about this now. You know it, it's really disappointing. It's dumb. It's a stupid trend, and I I get. Uh, presumably why it happens like well you know we want to see this person right next to the other person are you telling me that as a professional bodybuilding judge you can't uh, you can't compare two physiques on their merits unless they're right next to each other like they're if they're on opposite sides of the same stage and let's be clear you've got five people up there you need to look at you've got somebody on the far left side and the far right side you can't compare them just by glancing over here glancing over there you got to put them right next to each other really really oh oh my god it annoys me there is nothing that infuriates me more than seeing the flood of posts on somebody's Instagram story congratulating them on being in the center after prejudging with all their friends knowing that they've won it and then everybody has to wait around for final it's just oh my god and I mean this is nothing against the the people who are in that position like hell yeah I'd, I'd share all those things in my story too that's cool but god it's such a stupid tradition it is so fucking dumb and uh, if again if there was a bodybuilding genie that could grant me three wishes, um, but they all had to be about bodybuilding, that would probably be the first one. Like, fix that. Fix that stupid shit. Okay, now let's move on to the other two, which are probably more important, but God, I cannot deal with that anymore. So the judging thing, let's talk about it. I've talked about this before, and I'm going to talk about it again. So um, what I want to see have happen here, and this echoes the thoughts of who were all the people here? Uh, Emily, Jess... Mark, who else? Paul, Aaron, yep. Um, all of you. Uh, what what I think needs to happen because let, let's look at uh, classic physique for the um, judging criteria. Let's see. Where is it? Where do they say NPC membership? Okay, height and weight classes. Blah 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 blah. Mandatory poses. Judging the judging is scored 100%. I don't know what that means. Um, and will consist of comparisons of the quarter turns and the following five mandatory poses. Okay, cool. Finals, competition where? Crossovers, qualifications, video tutorials. Here's some posing stuff. Here's the mandatory poses. Okay, cool. Contest schedule. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Sincerely, Jim Mannion. Okay. Well, Jim Mannion, I would like to point out that your rules page under classic physique has absolutely no mention of what is looked for in judging criteria. None. Nothing whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. So you might want to get on that and fix it. Let's check out bikini here because that's another one that's fairly nebulous. Okay, cool. NPC and IFBB Pro League criteria for judging women's bikini competitors. Cool. Um, so criteria for judging female physique. So this is supposedly um, 
across the board for all of them. Muscularity, the amount of muscle will vary between the divisions. Uh huh. Condition will vary between the divisions. Symmetry and balance, presentation and posing. And for bikini, on top of that, they say a foundation of muscle which gives shape to the female body. Okay, strike that because that's stupid. That's redundant from the first one. We know what we're looking for there. Number two, full round glutes with slight separation between the glute and hamstring area. Cool. That is a fifth judging criteria. So we have muscularity, conditioning, symmetry and balance, posing, glutes and separation. Okay. Small amount of roundness in the delts. Okay. That's number six. Uh, conditioned core. That's number seven. Now you should go look at this. This is hilarious because, um, the, the bullet list for this, I, I can't even describe how bad it is. Um, but number one appears on this bullet list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, oh God, oh God. Anyway, condition core, overall look, hair, makeup, suit, and tan. Okay, well, that's under presentation, posing, right? Yeah, so bikini athletes should not display. Okay, so we're not worried about that. Um, graininess, striations everywhere, cool. So let's look at the things that we are judged on. Now, it's very simple here. You get a grid. So everybody's name goes down in a separate row. All of these conditions go across as columns, okay? And then you score everybody. And so you can give everybody, um, you know, I, I think what I talked about before was giving everybody a, a, a score on a scale of one to 10, right? Um, I think what it makes sense is to rank everybody kind of like they do right now, where it's like uh, your, um, oh, I just lost it. Oh, you're, you're, it's, uh, right now you get a, uh, on the judges score sheet, like the person that they think is best gets a one, the person that's next gets a two, the person after that's a three. So it's just a ranked scoring system. So if there's five judges on the panel, you want your total score to be five, which means that the judging panel unanimously thought you were the best one. Cool. That's what we want. So here right now, um, I could say, you know, okay, for bikini, um, I'm looking at this class up here and the first thing is muscularity. Okay. Well, it's bikini. So this does not necessarily mean who is the most muscular on the stage. It means who has the level of muscularity that I think is most appropriate for bikini. Her right there. One, um, who's, who's the worst, either super underdeveloped or just way overdeveloped her over there. Cool. She gets a seven or whatever. If there's seven people in there and then you fill out the spaces in between those. Okay. Conditioning who has the best conditioning here or the most appropriate for a bikini too shredded, not her, not her. Oh, really soft. No, right there. That's the sweet spot. Cool. So then you, it takes a little bit of time to fill this out, but at the same time, this is something where you're not doing this on a score sheet. You're entering this into an iPad, right? You're using an app like Aaron suggested here. And uh, once you enter all that stuff in, the app or the brains underneath the app will collect, um, you know, there, there might be somebody that's uh, designated as like the wrangler for all this stuff who has like administrator control over the app. So the judges are users. And then you have an administrator who can then hit the button that says, okay, cool. Um, I have five submissions from the judging panel for this class. I'm expecting five done tabulate. Oh, okay, cool. And then it can averages average these numbers out. Uh, and, and uh, you can you can place weight on certain things as well. Like these are things that we can do with math. Like you can make in bikini, you can make your overall presentation and your posing more important than muscularity if you wanted to. You know, um, you, you can you can change all of those things. Uh, and then you're 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 still getting the judges the reflection of the judges will, 
without just saying like, oh, well, I think they're best. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Why? Why? And the other thing is this eliminates the feedback portion because you're giving your feedback. Like, you know, those score sheets can then be sent off to um, email addresses that are on file for all of the competitors in that class. Right. These are all things that you can do with electronic registration. So the name shows up, your competitor number shows up, your email address is in there, contact information. So, boom, as soon as it's done, you're off stage. Cool. And since it's a running format, right, we're doing all this judging. And then, um, okay, we're doing group comparisons here. Cool. All right. All judges have submitted their scores. Now let's do the individual presentations. And while that's happening, the administrator is, you know, pushing the button. They're tabulating things. They're getting ready. They're getting the awards ready. And then individual presentations are done. Great. Bring everybody back out here. Cool. Here's your top five. Here's fifth, fourth, third, second, and your winner. Boom. All right. Thank you. Off stage. Moving on. Hit the uh, send button and all the results are sent off to everybody that was in that class. So you can see how you stacked up category by category against everybody else. You're like, oh man, my conditioning was there, but my posing sucked balls. Okay. I know what I need to work on now. Awesome. And it would be great also if there was a way to, um, this should be doable. Have your photographer there taking some photos of the group comparisons as well. And those can be sent to the administrator. So you can get the judges feedback in that sheet sent out to everybody um, along with the group comparison photos too. That'd be kind of cool. I like that. Or a link to where they would be posted online later, maybe or something like that. But that, that is how it should work. That is absolutely how it should work. And I always like to think, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we could do this. No, that is the way I'm sorry. That is the way that's how it should be done. It is more work for the judges, but also it's a little bit more ironclad for the judges. I would like to, First of all, not have to deal with, if I was a judge, get email from people from a show that I was uh, judging two weeks ago. I'm like, I don't remember who the fuck this person is. Are you can you know how many physiques I look at on an average day in show? Pfft, I can't remember. What? Uh, yeah, work on your glutes and hamstrings. Get them, work on your posing. Sure, I, I understand that. I get, I get that. So, But it's better because your results are a little bit more unassailable at that point. You're like, look, it's all right there. It's not like I just arbitrarily said this person's better and you suck. Like You got some good things going on. I think you're middle of the pack here and there. I think this was really good, but this was really weak. Um, And you can see that. You can see how you rank uh, along with everybody else. Now, you still might disagree with some of that, but you've got something more to go off of at that point. But again, the, the judging criteria has to be defined. And like for classic physique, it just ain't there. It's not there. It is not there at all. It does not exist on that page, which is so stupid. So that's what I'm thinking. Those are my thoughts. Take them or leave them. So, whew. man, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm tired. I need a nap. I, I ain't built for this podcasting thing anymore. This is, this is more intense than I thought it was going to be. Ooh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm out. Uh, I've got to do some editing here and get some graphics put together and all this good stuff and the other things. So I don't know. It's, we'll, we'll see. We're going to get this out at some point. So today it's, it's happening. It's happening. So I'm giving myself a little pep talk here. Anyway, peace out y'all. Um, once again, call in, uh, leave a message. Give me your questions. You know the phone number's coming up, right? So pull up your your Evernote or your text message app or whatever or your 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 text note taking app and uh, type in this number and say actually no. Pull up your contacts and create a contact right now and call it drop set voicemail and the number is 865 518 2974. 
awesome. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. I'll catch you again soon.